Oh, today we are talking about, oh, I don't know, one of my favorite topics, dreams. <laughs> and really the importance that Grain is Grouting plays in that, but also the importance of going after something that you really want in this life. Not dumbing it down, not just using something to pacify you for long enough to let that surge pass. It's got to be what you want. And we're breaking that down. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. I'm your host, Miss Hannah Ness, the dream chaser extraordinaire. Uh, dream chaser, mm, I don't know, dream philosopher is what I like to reckon myself to. Uh, <laughs> and part of dreams as I'm rehearsing and practicing my acceptance speech for a Hall of Fame award that one of my teams is receiving this weekend, I am reminded of the importance of greatness, valuing and seeing your own greatness. And when you're going after dreams, there is not a moment where greatness doesn't come into play. It's always there. It's always valid. It's always important. Always. And we see, we see that happening. We see that motion. We see that exhibited so many places. And when I look at the amount of people who recognize how amazing they are, and you just look at the track record of the things that they have done, it is intense and beautiful. And it makes me wonder how many people are just sitting on their dreams because of this inability to see how amazing they are. And maybe you're sitting there and going, well, I'm rather average. I've never done anything amazing. Like, 
That's even better. If you haven't done anything that you deem amazing, that means your time is a coming. Friends, that means you haven't even seen a payout. And so maybe it's just this shift. And maybe dreaming and going after some things is what needs to happen. Is the step, the journey to greatness, the journey to your dreams. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's how we get there. And, you know, I have just seen such significant impact in people's abilities and willingness to dream. when mixed with this greatness grounding practice. Seriously. Y'all, y'all not even gonna believe this. And it seems so silly, right? But it isn't. We're taking an action that you have already done. And we are talking about it. We're reminding ourselves, and therefore, we're actually creating a Rolodex, and I should definitely stop using that term because A, it is aging me, and B, mostly it's just aging me, and most people who are listening to this probably don't know what that is. There's a chance that people in my generation don't even really know what that is. The only reason I know what it is is because, well, I worked in healthcare, (laughs) (laughs) and so many things were like very old school and archaic and I think that's where I heard Rolodex referenced more than appropriate for a digital age of Salesforce and computers and the fact that people still had these Rolodexes was mind-blowing the fact that they were still Utilizing them when, like, spreadsheets exist. Blowing my mind. Anyways, Rolodex. We have to have this Rolodex of greatness to call on when our backs are up against the wall, when we're forgetting how amazing we are. And it's wonderful when you can pull from this, like, max arsenal of things. In dream philosophy land, we like to call this strength building in ability, right? Putting our ability into action. Can we accomplish great things? It becomes a non-question. Of course we can. I did five great things this week. Here's my list, actual list of Action. Greatness in action. And it's all about the action. Words are very, very important. But if there is no action to back them up, then they do not matter. And we see that when we start to pick through what these words are and what they mean to people. And so that really, that's... That's our our greatness grounding. That's why we do it every single day. And I think about 
now, as I'm reflecting on the team that I was lucky enough to coach, that was the first year that we did greatness grounding. And it was all based on this concept that we weren't speaking highly of ourselves. And even if we wanted to, we didn't really know how to. And so we just started forcing the issue. We started forcing them to talk about how great they are. And the movement that came as a result of that was amazing. And as I reflect on that team, I think about how it has impacted just that like one dose of greatness grounding, how it impacted so many things, so many decisions that they made after that. And, you know, when you're young, you don't think about that or you quickly dismiss the importance of that one little ripple. But like seeing yourself accomplish something that you never thought you could, that no one else has, how could that not impact everything? And I think the biggest shift was in this greatness grounding, was in putting our greatness, bringing it to the forefront and making us all realize how strong and capable and great we all are. And this wasn't a team of the most talented, skill, stat-driven leaders in the state. This was a pretty average team compared to the other teams that we were competing against who had multiple athletes that would go on to like start for division one programs and i don't know call me crazy, but it's all in this thought process of putting our greatness into action. And that's why we do greatness grounding every day. And really, when we think about dreams and what we want out of this life, that's a vital piece. The ability to see yourself as someone who is capable of doing something like that. The ability to recognize your own greatness. And see what you can do. And there is no more important thing when it comes to dreams. You got to believe. And for so many people, that's like a biting off way more than you can chew right now. And 
that's why this is such a great entry point, right? We just got to start to build that belief. We don't got to believe it all in one dose. Like you're going to wear yourself out with the amount of positivity that you start forcing through your veins. Come on. Then they're not going to work. It's not going to, it'll work for a little bit. And then you'll just get tired because reality is going to hit you. And that reality, you know, is the exhausting point, right? Because that's where you come face to face with those things that maybe you don't want to feel or heal. Hmm. And this is where greatness grounding kind of creates that balance. And so we ask that you practice greatness grounding every single day. This is just a conversation that you have with yourself. If you want double extra bonus points that count for absolutely nothing, you can go ahead and write it down. I'll give you a thousand points a day. You can have the most points in the whole world. Seriously. Um, Because the physical exchange of that thing is a big deal. It really is. And (laughs) we want you to continue structuring this into your day. It doesn't have to be every day if you don't care about bonus points. But the more that you do it, the more that you will see an impact on how you talk about yourself, think about yourself. It is sort of an elixir for self-love. It starts, starts the train that way. It is a beautiful thing. And yeah, I guess to me, without greatness grounding, There really isn't a baseline for you to begin believing that you are capable of accomplishing the things that you want in this life. And once we start barking up the tree of dreams, we start to like peel back that scab or that band-aid. <laughs> of where that pain point came from. And as we do that, there's going to be a lot of disbelief that's mixed in there, a lot of negative self-talk that has probably followed you around for longer than you like to think about. And so it's important that we're still sort of building this belief, even as we're like ripping ourselves apart and down. And it's, it's, crying and it's sadness and it's not being able to get out of bed and it's barely being able to move for a little while in time. But like the importance of being able to pull those things back while still making sure that you're paying attention to yourself and your need to believe in what an amazing human you are. Period. Like we're not asking you to go win a state championship in something. We're not asking you to win a national title. We're not asking you to get the degree. We're not asking you. We're saying you are a valuable and wonderful human being at baseline. Should you have accomplished nothing at all in your life, you are here. 
you are breathing, you have thoughts. And so there is something here for you to do. Something that is so very important. And I don't know, people. You know, so often people are like, yeah, I'm just here to work and and die and la 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 la. And this is what I will say. Fine. There are instances of life where that is necessary. Absolutely. And what is the trickle effect of your willingness to do that? Do you inspire your kiddo to dream bigger? And maybe that was the purpose of you showing up every day and grinding it out. Like, there are so many trickle effects of what we deem unimportant that you couldn't even begin to understand or trace back to you living your life the way that you are. And you now deciding to live your life the way that you feel called. And finding that (laughs) is a fun, miserable, wonderful way of existing. Finding that call. Finding that thing. Finding where you're meant to fit. And for some people, that won't be until much later in life. And usually comes with, oh my gosh, how do we talk about this? Ah." I think it's the, there's some sort of moon. I can't even remember. Where is my book? It's right, right here. It's under my microphone. Darn it. Um, But these phases, right? And so just remember that we're sort of phasally cycling, usually termed as a midlife crisis. A lot of people will search for something physical that will make them feel better until this sort of surge of resistance or change passes. It's almost like a numbing agent. And so typically, right, this is the typical, stereotypical thought of a midlife crisis. Oh my gosh, he bought a Mustang, must be going through a midlife crisis. Well, think about that. Break that down for a second. The last time that you probably felt like the world was yours was when you were, I don't know, in high school, maybe college. And what were you driving or what did you dream about driving? And usually that's the purchase. Well, why? Well, it brings you back to that that state of being, that feeling that the world was yours. And that's really what this surge is calling you to like the world is yours you can do this you know what it is that you are being told to do you gotta listen come on you can do it you got this and then you say like no that's way too crazy i'm closing the door on that but i do want to feel what you're talking about so i am going to try to 
take myself back to that feeling at least. And then I'll feel better. Until we sort of numb that call out again. And it shuts up for a while. And it will shut up about until the time that you're around 80. And then you'll have a same surge. And maybe it's not as midlife crisis-y as the actual midlife call is. But it probably will look like you making some pretty drastically different decisions in life. Especially at that age, because in my mind, you finally realize, if you haven't already, that you don't care. Like, you really actually don't care because you realize the grand scheme of life and, like, no Fs are given from this point on. You are going to go do the thing. You are going to, like, Colonel Sanders this and start an empire at 80 because you no longer care if people think that's a good idea, if they think that the chicken is good, if they think that you are capable of building an empire, if they think that all of your failures up to this point were important and valid, if they find you to be important and valued, valid, you don't care, you are going to do the thing that you set out to do, this is it, this is the time. And I suppose if you don't make that decision and you find a way to numb that, which late life marriage, there's all sorts of things that happen there. But like, it'll make you feel better. It'll take you back to a time where you felt like you were in control and you can sort of trick yourself into believing that it's fixed long enough to let that voice fade out. Is this making sense? And so when we talk and think about dreams, we realize where those calls have come in our lives and what we did to fix them. Now, my call happened right around age 30, 28 to 30 was like my window. And I realized that I could change jobs, that I could just go for the advanced job, and that that would be something for me that would numb me long enough to feel satisfied. And the next time that I felt unsatisfied, I would just change jobs again. I would find something that was more fitting for me. Except for I began to realize that all of these things were essentially just a pacifier, that none of these things were fully engaging my passion and excitement, talent, and drive for life. And so I just started deconstructing, like, what were the things that didn't allow me to believe that I was capable of accomplishing the things that I knew I wanted to accomplish in this life? What were those things for me? And those things were writing books and speaking and doing and entrepreneuring 
and changing people's lives. And all of those things seem like things that you could find in a whole lot of jobs. Not something that you have to build a whole business and brand around. Come on, let's not be dramatic, Hannah. But listen, Hannah Full Drama is the Hannah that is meant to live in this world. Like, it's just better. There aren't very many people who <laughs> operate like that. Hannah Full On and having ample outlets for that expression is better. And I believe, and I'm really excited to start my next book, which is The Body Keeps the Score. I'm so excited to read that. Ah! But I really believe that so much pain in my body and in my life could be attributed to this inability to express the full dynamic human that I was meant to be. And now I feel like I get to do that on the daily and I get to utilize these things, these talents, as I will come to call them, that most people don't have that are automatic for me. And it really is very exciting and very interesting to be living in this way. And to see myself as this person who gets to go after her dreams and there are so many times in life where that has to take a back seat. And I feel grateful every single day that mine didn't, that we were able to adapt our lives to make this happen. But like, at the end of the day, whatever it is, if you wanted to, you would. You would find a way. There would be a door that opened. There would be something guiding you towards this dream. Even if it's just a voice. And you're like, sheesh, this voice, super annoying. I don't want to keep answering it. I don't want to keep doing that. I don't want to keep... Avoiding this voice. I don't want to keep spending money to pacify the fact that I never went after what I really wanted to get out of this life. I know, that was a hard one. Eee! But it's dreams, right? That's what keeps us alive. Even just living through someone else's 
And I think so often we're quick to dismiss ourselves as someone who is capable of accomplishing things like that. And maybe there are things that you will never be able to accomplish. But I have to think that there are also things that you certainly could still go after. And finding what that is, what dreams light you up, really is as simple and as complicated as ripping apart all of the layers that you have built upon yourself to protect you from getting hurt by dreams again. Especially if you had one that you came up short on, especially if you had structures of people who were supposed to be supporting and guiding you, who really based your worth off of your ability to accomplish those things. Your willingness to go after things that they never did. And, oh, it's so messy and so beautifully structured at the same time. It really is amazing. And all along that path, this ability to structure in greatness as we deconstruct the things that are telling you you aren't is a vital part of this practice, this ability, this going after your dreams, this philosophizing, and in all honesty, this ability to do the thing. Go after the thing that you really want. As a dream philosophizer of sorts, <laughs> I, I have more experience with people's dreams than most could ever hope for. Like, I have become really good at continuing to prompt until I get to the root of what people really want. And what people really want is extremely important in this makeup. Because going after something you sort of want, going after something you've settled to want, doesn't engage that passion, that consistency, that willingness to show up until, right? That resilience to show up until you've gotten what it is you said you want. And the problem with not going after what it is that you really want is that eventually it fizzles out like everything else did. And the heart of who we are doesn't stop pumping for the things that we really want. And so we have to deconstruct and unlayer those things to find who you're meant to be here all along.
As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.